The people who do it, people who are just completely opposite, like some of these marriages, way to the left and way to the right. James Carville, Mary yeah. Madeline. I'm like, how do they do that? What do they talk about at dinner time? Well, obviously, they've created a new space where they have things that is their life together. And it's not all about their differences. And their differences can enhance things and open their minds to other opinions. Whereas I broke up with a girl because she was a New York Yankees yeah, fan. No. She hated Seinfeld and she didn't think Bill Murray was funny. I'm like, that's over three. That's the hat trick of goodbye. You <laughs> tried, Brian, is. but you were like, mm-mm, gotta go. And welcome back to the number one first edition of Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian for 2021. I, somebody who has a problem with acid reflux, if you can tell from the rasp in my voice, yes, that's exactly why I sound a little bit like Kathleen Turner this morning. I'm also somebody who's had a lot of therapy over the course of my life, and my good friend Courtney just so happens to be a licensed therapist, and what we try to do every single week is convince those that there should not be a stigma behind depression, and you should not be afraid of therapy. And Courtney, we have had ourselves a week in relation to people maybe getting down, Mm -hmm. feeling freaked out, experiencing the anxiety. There are so many people, when a new year starts, they say, let's hit that reset button and let the good times roll. And then we have what happened in D.C. at the Capitol earlier this week, just more of that social unrest. And Mm -hmm. it really does do a tune on people. I imagine you must have many patients who come to you with just this sort of thing. Exactly. And that's the thing. We feel like every week we have to hit the reset button Mm -hmm. because there's always something that's been going on. Of course, we're hoping for peace and moving forward with things, but this has jostled a lot of people and it's upsetting. And I know me personally, I just felt very sad that day. And I had to kind of think about my coping and things that I needed to do to get some support because I felt overwhelmed by looking at Facebook or social media. Sometimes we feel like we want to connect in that way and see what other people are thinking and feeling and writing, but that can be overwhelming. So it can be a tough time. And of course, this podcast, we try to encourage people and normalize it, the fact that we all need support and to go to therapy and counseling. But if you're not able to, then listening to this podcast, sometimes I think that can help people to feel more connected and say, hey, I'm going through that too. I feel that. And maybe we can throw out some things that could be helpful for people coping. I will start from this place here. You and I, what with the holidays, just returned recently from some time off. Mm -hmm. And I think my favorite thing about the time off is my ability to completely unplug from everything. And when I'm having conversations with people, they'll say, did you see this on Facebook? Did you see this on Twitter? Did you see this in the news? And I very confidently and happily (laughs) say, no, no, I haven't. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, my mental state of mind has never been better. Mm -hmm. And this is where we begin today, where I will tell you, as all of this was going on earlier this week in the Capitol and everything was going crazy Mm -hmm. and the wall-to-wall coverage started and the social media people fighting, flying back and forth. You know what I said? Detach Mm -hmm. because I'm just not going to put myself intentionally in that place. And I went into this long monologue on our radio show the other day, Mm -hmm. which I will revisit in a moment, but I also want to preface that with this. I often say to my wife, and I mentioned it to you this morning, one thing that drives me crazy in life is you are not completely in control over your own happiness. There are other people who do have some sort of sway as it pertains to that whole experience. But in the areas in which you can take control of it, that's where you need to figure out what is appropriate 
and what is not. So what I had to say about what happened earlier this week, this is my perspective. We need to start looking at things differently. Mm -hmm. I think this whole thing with, hey, we've got to protest everything. We've got to finger wag. We've got to raise our voices. We've got to disrupt other people's lives. And even worse, we've got to be violent about it because that's the only way that anyone is going to notice us. Where is that getting us? What is that accomplishing other than further enraging the other side and pouring gasoline on the fire? What we need more of is trying to find a way to understand each other as opposed to trying to be right all the time. And you may say to me, well, Brian, I have no control over that. That's other people that have control over that. Okay, fine. Maybe that is the case. But is there something small that you can do to make that contribution? Can you be a little less confrontational on your Facebook page? Can you not pick those fights? Mm -hmm. Can you try to see the other side and engage in a productive dialogue as opposed to being the parent, having to be right, because that's essentially what the parent-child relationship is. When you would get in trouble as a kid, your parent would get in your face, they would start screaming at you, trying to intimidate you, and you had no control in the situation, and you would sit there and you would take it because you had to, but deep down sometimes you'd be like, oh, I hate you dead. <laughs> <laughs> and the resentment builds. <laughs> and the resentment would build. Yeah. So it would accomplish something from the perspective that you had no control over the situation, but the problem is we're all grown-ups now, mm-hmm. and we all think that we're the parent. And nobody wants to be the child and nobody wants to give an inch and nobody wants to play along. And I think that's a really big problem. I also think that the media is the problem here. They don't just report news anymore. They editorialize. They kick the hornet's nest. They get people upset. The late night, quote unquote, comedy shows do the same thing. They get sanctimonious. We're not getting entertainment anymore. We're not getting a break. And never mind that social media is getting us all Mm -hmm. upset. We're all way too exposed to each other. Now, look, I'm not going to be able to change the news outlets. I'm not going to make social media disappear. I'm not going to change the minds of every single person in the world. But can I take a step back from social Mm -hmm. media? Can I play nice on social media? Can I watch the news maybe a little bit less? Can I let go of things to a degree that I know that I can't control? And the older I've become and the more therapy that I've had, not every time there is an election does my guy or gal get in there. But sometimes I just have to say, all right, well, you know what? I will give this person a chance to succeed or fail. Mm -hmm. And if I don't like what they're doing, the next election, I will try to vote them out. And that's all I can do. Why am I going to sit there and wring my hands over things that are going to happen, whether I approve of them or not? You can do that to a certain degree, but it gets to a point, Courtney, where it is so unhealthy. Exactly. And I think that everybody going through this right now and feeling what they're feeling. And like you said, the tempers are running high. People are very offended by lots of things and are offending other people very easily. So it is something where we have to step back and say, what can I control? I can control how much of this stuff I'm exposing myself to. The other day, I have to say, it wasn't that I wasn't taking my own advice as a therapist, but I was choosing to be exposed and to watch the news. And I could feel my energy draining, but I also was choosing that I wanted to watch it and I needed to watch it for that amount of time. But I also chose the next day to keep it completely off the TV until I watch just a specific amount of news at a certain time. But I think what it is, is taking our choice back and knowing how things affect us and taking it on a case by case basis and saying, I can shut off social media. I can take a step back. I can decide not to write something on a wall. I can think about it first. I can talk to 
someone else. I can vent with my friends. I can get supports in that way rather than not thinking about it and just going from that emotional place. So I think there's a lot there that we have control over, but you're right. It kind of bombards us from every angle, but we have to take our choice back. Let me give a real life example from your day two and what you're talking about. And this is a behind the scenes piece to our radio show. When we walked in here Mm -hmm. the day after and it Mm -hmm. was time to talk about it. And one of the things that we do as a radio show is we try not to be that show where we're political all the time. We try to provide a release and a relief for people by entertaining them. Mm -hmm. That is a choice that we make. That is the small contribution that we also make. But when news happens, we have to report Mm -hmm. it. And when we first walked in in the first break that we always do, we're kind of reviewing the showbiz world, pop culture, Mm -hmm. what's going on. And you usually take the lead story. You started to get so emotional Mm -hmm. and you didn't even know how to attack it that at some point I said, do you want me to just do it? And you said, go with it. Just go and run with it. (laughs) And that was the healthy thing for you to do. Mm -hmm. Instead of working yourself up, instead of maybe having said something that you would have regretted, Mm -hmm. because you know Mr. OCD over here, I had already been thinking all night long, even without watching the coverage, because I said, it's enough already. I understand where all these people are coming from. I know how it's going to be reported. And this is what really upsets me about the coverage of these kinds of things Mm -hmm. these days. First of all, you have people who are so extreme who are doing harmful things that are benefiting no one. Mm -hmm. And they do not speak for everybody who is somewhere in that camp. If you lean a little bit to the right, that person that is breaking into the Capitol and vandalizing things and intimidating people does not speak for you. Much like if you lean to the left and there is somebody who is throwing bricks at cops, Mm -hmm. shooting fireworks at them and burning a small business down. You don't want them representing you. And you have to understand that those people are the fringe. But here is where the news media is irresponsible. They make them seem like they are Mm -hmm. the voice, that they are the majority and they're not. And that's what gets people so worked up. And that's where you need to take a step back and realize. Mm -hmm. And look, I've worked in media for 30 years. A lot of times they do just do things for ratings, Mm -hmm. because especially now with media and everything else suffering as much as it is, they will hit whatever spot they need to make sure that they have the most eyeballs on whatever it is that they do, be it print, be it internet, be it television. You'll notice certain words and certain things that they say to inflame things more. It's more salacious and to get people to be, oh my gosh, what is going on? And it's repetitive and it does do a job on people. Not only that, but I've recently been having the discussion with you. We've had several winter storms that are supposed to be coming Mm -hmm. and it seems like lately they've always been overstating every single one that's going to come in. And then when the day comes, it's nothing like what they said. And I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but I'm starting to get to the point where sometimes I think that there are meteorologists who are encouraged to play it up a little Mm -hmm. bit because they know if you create that panic, people are going to want to tune in to see what is going on. Mm -hmm. If you say everything is fine, what's the reason for me to stick around? Mm -hmm. If you say, hey, all hell is going to break loose coming up after this break. Are you going to change the channel? No, of course not. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing. That's where I think you have to make those decisions Mm -hmm. and act in the ways that, let's just say, on day two, that you acted, where you said, I'm going to take a step back today because I need to. Exactly. And that's the thing. I think it's about taking your choice back and not feeling that you have to make automatic decisions based on the emotion of the moment. We have to take a pause and think about this and say, okay, where is this going to bring me? Is this 
this going to be helpful? And I did that. And I said, it probably won't be helpful insofar as I'm going to feel emotional. I'm going to feel certain things. But I do feel like this is an important moment that I need to witness. So I did. But again, I was very careful about going on social media. And I saw a few opinions. And I said, okay, people are talking about it. And I got off social media because that, to me, is more healthy for me. But that's what I talk to my clients about is focusing on what we can control and doing activities right now, doing things that help to give us good energy and to help us feel more positive so that we can deal with all of this other stuff that we're dealing with. And of course, we're not out of the woods with the pandemic and we have lots of stuff that we're dealing with right now. So it is really important for that. And like we say, this is why we do this podcast. If you're feeling like all of this stuff is just too much because it does feel like sometimes one thing after the other piled on top of us, definitely seek out some help. And it can just be temporary just for a little while, just to give you that boost and maybe talk about some ways of coping and just to get it out, just to be validated. It can help just in that way. And physically, we talk about pain tolerance all the time. Mm -hmm. There are some people who can take a punch to the face Mm -hmm. and barely even bat an eye. There are some people who can run marathons. There are other people who can't even run a quarter of a mile. (laughs) Emotionally, there is a pain tolerance line, Mm -hmm. too. The difference between you and me when it came to the coverage, I'm just like, I'm going to see the same thing Mm -hmm. that I'm seeing all the time. I'm going to get upset about the coverage. I'm going to get upset again about all of these people who are shoving these opinions in people's faces, Mm -hmm. making other people look bad. I just didn't want any part of it because there wasn't anything that was going to surprise me or educate me. It was just going to aggravate me. I made a concerted effort to stay off of social media Mm -hmm. and I'm getting more that way. I'm getting to the point now where it's like, I'm going to be an active participant in posting, but I'm not going to be that person who has to read every single thing that everybody else is putting up. I'm not going to be that voyeur because it's not healthy for me. And that's where my pain tolerance line is. Physically, I can take a lot of pain. Emotionally, in some areas, it drives me crazy. And when I was off over the course of our time off, prior to that, I had done multiple media appearances talking about my mom having had lost her life due to COVID-19. And I just asked people to wear their masks and do the right thing. None of us knows what the right thing is to do, but is it really that inconvenient? Courtney, the amount of attacks that I sustained Mm. and with people knowing that I watched my mom die Mm. and to still come at me, that was when I really said to myself, and I did everything I could to expose all of the people who were saying what they said because I said, I need to highlight this idiocy for somebody who might be on the fence. I'm not gonna change their minds, but people need to see how awful these people are. Mm -hmm. But once I was done with it, I said, okay, I've done everything that I can Mm -hmm. and I have to be okay with that. I'm not gonna change their minds, but they're also not gonna penetrate my shell when Mm -hmm. it comes to this, and they're also not gonna smother my resolve. And that's amazing. I mean, you must have been exhausted. I mean, aside from frustrated and disheartened and angry, you must have been really exhausted by all of this energy coming at you. Can I also give you, and everybody else, not you, you don't need it because I know that you're a very level-headed person. We're very good friends outside of being co-workers. I want to give other people advice. When I'm engaging these people, you know what's even more exhausting? Mm-hmm. When people who are my friends come at me and criticize me for going after the people, mm-hmm. that's more exhausting. Where I say, look, first of all, because everyone's like, don't let them rent space in your head. They're not renting space in my head. I've done this for 30 years. Mm-hmm. You know, I know where my line is. You can hear where it is and what I'm talking about this morning. I don't need to be fighting you. I don't need for you to be giving me resistance when I'm trying to do something productive and good. As I was saying to my friends, I know your heart is in the right place, but you are exhausting me. Let me mourn in the way that I need to mourn because Mm -hmm. 
everybody does it differently. And instead of attacking me, how about attacking the people who are attacking me? And that's where I started to get more offended and more exhausted. And I even had to block a very long time listener to our radio show, which I almost never do because I appreciate the support Mm -hmm. so much. But he wasn't getting it to the degree that I just said, I don't have room for this in my life. And if I have to say goodbye to that person, well, then goodbye, I Mm -hmm. guess. And that's the thing. I think ultimately you have a lot of patience for that. But like you said, you have to have those limits and those boundaries so that you can be healthy and functioning in what you do and not constantly feel like you're going to have to have this defending or have this back and forth with people. So that's what I mean about it's just got to be exhausting. And things are just so negative out there, Courtney, in terms of everything that I just said. Everything is telling you right now to be the kind of person who is a participant in the cancel culture. Mm -hmm. Let's ruin a career. And sometimes it's appropriate. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of times it's not. When you're picking through Twitter posts from seven years ago, you need to get Mm -hmm. a life. When you're trolling people like me for no reason, you need to take a good, hard, long look at yourself. And again, ask yourself, since none of this is working, and as I also mentioned in my monologue the other day, this whole thing of us being so divided It's not just a recent phenomenon. You can date this back, I would say, to the 2000 election with Bush and Gore, where it was just razor thin close, and it Mm -hmm. came down to the hanging chads and the electoral college. The difference since then is how we've been approaching it, and that's where I think we're losing our way, where the news media is overstepping its bounds, where social media is becoming dangerous, where we're constantly being told to raise our voices and get in people's faces. Can't you see that this is not going the way that it should be going? And you know what the definition of insanity is, doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. If social media is making you that miserable and if you're picking that many fights or feel the need to do that, Mm -hmm. again, I think you need to look in the mirror. Right. And here's the thing, too. Now, I'm going to put you to work because you're in front of a computer. Can you look this up for me? Yes. Uh, Radio Lab on public radio, the host... And I can't remember his name, but this just popped into my head because I was watching one of his TED Talks, and I thought it was really interesting because he did a lot of stories on... Robert Krulwich? Okay. Uh, Actually, it says he retired. All right. I'll keep going. Hang on a second. I'm putting you to work because I don't have a computer around me. But it was so interesting because he does a lot of these stories of these happy ending stories, really great stuff with science and that kind of thing. But he was feeling like he really wanted to get more into some of these conflicting ideas of people on different sides of things. And it was really interesting that he started doing this, but then he started to find, what do we do with this? How do we find some resolve between people who are on opposite sides of the fence of things? You found him? I found it. And of course, it's a last name that looks like it's difficult to pronounce. <laughs> That's another reason why I had you and look it up. it could up. go the wrong way. It would be Jad yep. Abumrad? Okay. Abumrad? Abumrad? I think, yeah. So <laughs> that's another thing. You're really the good at names. The 15-year-old of me wants to say Abumrad, <laughs> but we'll go with Abumrad. Sure, why not? But if you look him up for TED Talks and the guy who currently does Radio Lab, very interesting. So what he did was he was kind of on a search to figure out how do we get along and like open up space for each other when we're on opposite sides of things, which is exactly what's going on right now. So what he did was he actually did 
that series with Dolly Parton, Dolly Parton's America. He was the one who did that with her. And he said she is a master at being able to open up a space for everyone. Like her concerts are basically people from all different backgrounds, all different ideologies, but they come together and they actually love the music and they have this connection. They created something new together. To speak to what you're saying, I mentioned this several episodes ago. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who despises country music, but Mm -hmm. said, you know what? Dolly Parton is an icon. I want to see her perform before I die. He said one of the best shows Mm -hmm. he's ever been to. And I think that speaks to exactly what she's able to accomplish as a performer. So he said that he was so fascinated by her. Every time he tried to kind of put it in a box, the things that she was saying, like the experiences she had with Cole Porter and different things, every time he tried to simplify it and say, oh yeah, well this guy was kind of a jerk. He did this to you, that to you. She would not have it. She said, listen, stop saying what my life was. I'll tell you, this is how it went. She sees all sides of everything. She knew what she had to do for her career, but sometimes she hurt some people because they had different ideas on things, but she still had empathy for them. And so he had this amazing conversation with her for this whole series. And then he talked about her concerts being a thing of like a creation of something new. And so what he really is coming to is that if we're on opposite sides of things, instead of trying to always find, okay, what do we exactly agree in? We need to create another space for all of us. And so it's a really interesting concept that I was like, wow, I like that idea. And I don't know how do we do this in our own world, but I think it's an idea that we can play around with. Like, how do we create a new space rather than having to go back and forth on all the things we don't agree on and try to hash it out and try to have all these compromises? How do we create a new space? And I think that's kind of what you're speaking to is what do we do with all of this? Well, I think it's this simple. If you are living life correctly, you are evolving Mm -hmm. as a human being. But I will say as a society, we are devolving because are we becoming more open minded Mm -hmm. or are we becoming more closed minded? And which of the two sounds more productive Mm -hmm. to you? And I would say we are all becoming far more closed minded Mm -hmm. and it's becoming way more competitive. And I'm as competitive as anybody else is in the world. I've heard. But you've seen. (laughs) And I won't play Uno with you. No, I won't. No, and I don't play anything with anybody because I can't take it. That's also where my pain tolerance lies. And I won't play Monopoly with you. I can't stand losing to anybody with anything. But that is the whole point to all of this. The evolution of being more open-minded and as opposed to having to win Mm -hmm. every argument. Can you just open your ears and shut your mouth for two seconds and maybe try to walk in somebody else's shoes for a mile Mm -hmm. before just judging them hook, line, and sinker on every single issue. And maybe that's how you create a new space, Mm -hmm. by reserving judgment, by listening, because that's what a lot of stuff, we're not listening to each other anymore. We're just going at people with our opinions. Stop and listen and say, okay, where are you at with this? Okay, I might not agree with that, but I can understand certain things about what you're saying and create that space together in that way. And the people who do it, it's amazing to see some people who are just completely opposite. And you're like, wow, like some of these marriages, people like way to the left and way to the right. James Carville, Mary Madeline. I'm like, how do they do that? What do they talk about at dinner time? Well, obviously, they've created a new space where they have things that is their life together. And it's not all about their differences and their differences can enhance things and open their minds to other opinions. Whereas I broke up with a girl because she was a New York Yankees fan. She hated Seinfeld and she didn't think Bill Murray was funny. I'm like, that's over three. That's the hat trick of goodbye. You tried, Brian, but you were like, "Mm mm-mm, gotta go. And also, just be very sympathetic and open-minded for 
people who have the burden in life of having the last name of Bumrad. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get a call from him. <laughs> I hope he's listening to our podcast. <laughs> if he gives us that call, I'll say, you know what, I'll talk to you if you put Dolly on the line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Courtney, I think we covered an awful lot yeah, here in the very first edition. And I don't know that people are going to take it to heart in terms of the open-mindedness mm-hmm. if you don't have the ability to do so. And I think you should think long and hard about that. At the very least, find where your pain threshold mm-hmm. is from a mental health and an emotional right. perspective. And never mind, don't cross that line. Don't even approach it. Mm-hmm. Don't make yourself upset. I have a wife who's starting a new job. She's driving herself crazy right now. I just feel like I don't know anything and there's so much to learn and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But everyone who's talking to her is saying, look, there's a lot here. We're not expecting you to get yeah. this on day one. But she's putting that pressure on herself. That's what anxiety is. Mm-hmm. It is created mania coming from within as opposed to the reality that is outside of all mm-hmm. of us. Right. And tell her she's only new once. Take advantage of it. <laughs> she can always say, oh, I'm new. I just started. Because six months, a year in, you're not new anymore. Hey, it's going to be old hat. She's about to turn 50. <laughs> She's not new on any level. I hope Carla's not listening. She doesn't listen to the podcast. I'm fine. (laughs) But oh my God, if one of her friends does, holy crap, a bum rat, keep your mouth shut. (laughs) In the meantime, Courtney, if anybody needs to get in touch with you, you are accessible. I am. Not me, but you. Exactly. (laughs) Just talk to me. Wellness at WCTK.com. If you want to email me, you can also go to our website, catcountry.com. We have a Wellness Wednesday page, lots of great resources. You can listen up to the Wellness Wednesday segments as well. At Cat Country Mornings on most of the socials. Mm -hmm. Individual pages. I am Brian Mulhern, H-E-R-N. She is Courtney Kelly or Courtney Kelly Bedard. And of course, you can hear it coping on the couch with Courtney and Brian, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Libsyn. Please rate it, mm-hmm. leave a comment, and share it, especially with people who are a little bit reticent in relation to maybe getting the help that they need right. and the help that all of us can mm-hmm. use coming off of a week like we, we all, just came off of, we all could, And a year that we just came and off of. And the year <laughs> as we try to hit the reset button. Courtney asked me what my outlook was on 2021. If I could put it into a word or a phrase, I said cautiously guarded. I'm doing the low expectations thing because yeah. that way you're never disappointed. She is playfully bold. Playfully bold. It's like Donnie Murray, a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. I'm a little bit guarded. She's a little bit bold. And yeah, there you go. Together we are coping on the couch with Courtney and Brian. Thanks for listening to all of that nonsense. Uh, thank you. I want to talk about-